Hey, Spotlight friends. My name is Chanel Shaw, and today we are meeting with Jim Papandrea, and we are going to talk all about the rosary. So Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, I'm Jim Papandrea, and uh, yeah, I am actually what I guess you would call a revert to the Catholic faith, was baptized in the Catholic Church, but then raised in a Protestant denomination, and I uh, did my time in the evangelical world, and that was actually very good for me in a lot of ways, but I came to the point where I was exploring the faith more deeply, actually went and got a PhD in uh, church history and studied the church fathers, and it was in my study of the church fathers that, that I came back to the Catholic faith, and I am now a professor of church history and historical oh, wow. theology. I teach at a Protestant seminary. Oh, wow. I am the one Catholic on the faculty there, and I just love introducing the early church and the historical faith to my students and showing them how you know we we all share the roots and the trunk of the Christian family tree as it were and uh you know talking about just let's just say it just how Catholic the early church was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I do for a living and I'm just happy to be here. Thanks. Wow. No, that is, that is so cool. I'm so curious. How did you revert back? Like, what did that look like for you? If you wouldn't mind sharing? Uh, no, I don't mind. It has a lot to do with my study of the the history of the church and the doctrines of the church. You know, I really came to appreciate the concept of apostolic succession and the way in which the the present bishops of the church are the successors of the apostles, the role of the church of Rome and the successor of Peter, the, the, our Pope. I really came to appreciate all of that. And then in the middle of my PhD, I got to study in Rome for a summer. I did oh, a wow. summer school at the American Academy in Rome, which focuses on the archaeology of the city of Rome and the topography of the city. And and really got to know Rome well and got to spend a lot of time in the churches there. And through that experience, I got to the point where I, I just knew that I had to be part of the Catholic Church because uh, of the way in which it's so connected to the early church and original Christianity. Wow, that is so cool. I always think, and I don't know if this is just my opinion, but I think people that are reverts have such strong devotions, you know, and they always teach me so much more about the faith and just how to appreciate it. I guess just from like being away from it and then coming back, you see things much clearer, you know, which is a super gift. I mean, I think that's true. And, and a lot of it is because in order to come back to the faith or come into the faith, especially from the Protestant world, there are all kinds of questions that have to be answered before we can make that leap. And so, you know, we've done our homework, so to speak. And that's uh, maybe one reason why it seems that way. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing a little bit about that. So you have a book out called Praying a Christ-Centered Rosary, and it's Meditations on the Mysteries. My experience with the rosary just started when I was like in high school youth group, but barely, you know, I just kind of prayed it because my youth group did. When I was in college, though, I really started praying it seriously and exploring Marian devotions. And it was just such a beautiful thing. And I didn't know that the rosary was so accessible, something that everybody could do and was welcome to do. So how did your devotion to the rosary kind of start? How did you get there to the point now where you're like writing a whole book? Yeah. Well, you know, the book is kind of the result of me getting there because even when I first came back to the Catholic Church, I did not see myself as a rosary person. I thought, <laughs> well, you know, 
I'm happy to be Catholic, but I'm not going to be a rosary guy, you know, and, <laughs> and I still maybe had a little bit of sort of the Protestant aversion to repeated prayers. Sure. And I just didn't see the value in it. Mm. But of course, every once in a while, I would pull out a rosary. I love rosaries. I love the idea of holding the beads in my hand. So I would, you know, I would do it. And, and I, and, and I thought, well, I need to really do the same thing I did coming back into the faith. I need to do this for the rosary. I need to research it. And of course, I fell into the trap immediately of making it all about what's in my head. Mm. But I did some homework on it. And I realized just what a powerful sort of meditation tool the rosary is. And, you know, the thing about it is that every, pretty much every religion recognizes the value of meditation. But what makes Christian meditation different is we're not emptying our minds. We're not looking into the void. We're not focusing on some words that we made up. Mm. As Christians, our unique meditation is traditional prayers that we repeat that give us the space to allow the Holy Spirit to enter into that prayer. You know, Paul says in Romans chapter 8 that when we don't have the words to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us. Mm. And you know, isn't it true that sometimes when we most need to pray, that's when words fail us? And the good news is you don't need to make it up as you go along. You don't need to invent words. You don't need to create prayers. You don't need to try to be eloquent and impress God with your words. Mm. So the rosary really is freeing in that sense because we can pray the traditional prayers and just sort of meditate, but in a way that really allows us to focus on our relationship with Jesus. Mm. Wow. I love that. I never thought of obviously meditation across the board in most major religions is something that everyone does, but I didn't think about it as we're not like kind of emptying our minds. That's a really good way to think about it because I do think that a particular version for meditation for some people is that we kind of are like just mindless. Um, but the rosary does call us to a particular focus, which is really interesting like a different yeah. way to meditate. What would you say to people, and by people, I mean me, that struggle with focusing during those kinds of prayers and feeling like they should be getting something out of it? I am a very like immediate gratification. I want to know I am receiving something immediately. So what would you say to people that are kind of getting into the practice of praying the rosary and understand the benefits, but just want to kind of be more consistent? Yeah, well, I would say a couple of things. I mean, first of all, one of the reasons why it took me a while to get into the rosary is because I saw it as a kind of multitasking. Mm. Like I'm supposed to be praying these words, but meditating on these ideas, these mysteries, these concepts. And that seems like a lot. Like I'm thinking about one thing and saying something else. And I really had to figure out how you do that. And that's really what led to me writing the book. And so the first thing is, it really is all about Jesus and our relationship with him. And, and of course, you know this, you know, everything we believe about Mary is great in terms of our devotion to Mary. And that's, that's awesome. But everything we believe about Mary really on a deeper level is all about Jesus. And it, mm. it teaches us about him and our relationship with him. So I wrote the book to kind of point those things out in a way that frees you up so you don't have to be worried about what am I supposed to be thinking about as I meditate on these mysteries. It gives you 
a way into the mysteries that make it feel less like multitasking. Mm. One of the ways you can do that is by using icons or holy images or even images you hold in your mind. So if you're meditating, for example, on the mystery of the Annunciation, you can you could be picturing a famous painting on the Annunciation. But what that does is it reminds you of the event without you having to sort of think through it in an intellectual way. Mm. Or again, without feeling like you're multitasking because I will, you know, what do I have to think about this event while I'm saying the prayers? And, and so it's almost like you can encapsulate the whole mystery in an image or in a concept that you're holding your mind while you're praying the prayers. And uh, as I said, it really does sort of free you up to feel like you're meditating. The other thing I would say is that, you know, we do want to get something out of our prayers and, and our prayer time. Sure. And that's a natural desire. But I would say, you know, maybe kind of let go of that and let God mm-hmm. give you what God wants to give you and focus more on just sort of being in the presence, in the divine presence, and letting that union with God on a level that's deeper than you just get walking around the world. Let that be what you get for the time of the prayer. And that you will carry that with you as you go out through your day. That's so, yes. I mean, wow, that has really been coming up a lot in my personal prayer life, just kind of letting God take control because I'm very much like, I like my, the expression like ducks in a row. I always Mm -hmm. used to say eggs in a row, but I'm like, that makes no sense. Um, I always like my ducks in a row and I like to know exactly what I'm doing and where I am and what is happening. And it's so funny to me because with everything but my prayer life, I'm so regimented. But my prayer life, I just, I don't know. It's so hard for me to just kind of let go of that control or that, like let God kind of do what he wants to do because it just feels like I should be controlling everything. (laughs) But But, that's that's the beauty of the rosary in that the rhythm of it is built in, right? You Mm. know, you're going to go through the decades and you're going to say the prayers So you don't have to worry about any of that. It's there. It's already there for you, you know? Mm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. I've been trying to pick up the rosary more, especially since we've been in quarantine. I'm like, maybe I should have like more of a prayer routine because now I can't be like, oh, I have to run here, there and everywhere because I truly have nowhere to go. So I'm like, maybe I should pay more attention to Mary a little bit more. Um, So since you've been praying the rosary, what fruits have you seen in your own life that have come from like your devotion? Wow, that's that's a great question. I mean, I could certainly think of some specific prayers of mine that were answered, although it's hard to know whether that's a result of praying the rosary, you know, versus a combination of that and, you know, other praying that I do. I mean, by the grace of God, I've been growing in my prayer life in some significant directions. I think the rosary is really a part of that and is helping that. And, and I would say without getting into too much detail, you know, one of the ways in which that's been good for me is that prayer for me is becoming less about asking for things Mm. and more about being in the presence of God. Whoa. You've made it, sir. You have, (laughs) you are at the top of the mountain. That's awesome. I don't know about that, but, (laughs) but I mean, I did have to let go of Mm. the idea of prayer 
as sort of a means to an end Mm. and embrace the idea of prayer as an end in itself. Right. So, so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking for things in prayer. And sometimes we do that, especially important things. And so in those cases, you know, you, you're in prayer so that hopefully there will be some outcome later, but in addition to that, and maybe even more important than that is the idea that we're in prayer because we want to be in prayer mm-hmm. and we're in prayer for the union with the divine that we are experiencing during the prayer time. And again, I think it does carry over into our everyday life. Just like you know, you go to mass and you receive grace in the sacrament of the Eucharist, but you carry that grace with you out into the world. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with prayer time. And I really think that the rosary is a big part of that because it helps us get out of our own head, right? Because again, I don't have to make up the words. I don't have to invent something to say. I only have to be in the presence of God and welcome his grace and welcome his mother's intercession. And it kind of takes the pressure off in some ways. You know? Yeah. When you say it like that, I'm definitely like, wait a minute. This is like the most sure way for us to pray. Usually I'm like, God, I wish you would just give me the words. And he has already given me the words. So now that you say it, that makes a lot more sense. It's just different hearing it from another perspective, you know? That's right. That's right. I mean, sometimes God gives us the words and sometimes we don't need words. Sometimes Mm. it's it's not about the words, uh, but about the presence. And sometimes giving up or letting go of the words is part of that whole, you know, letting go of control and letting God, you know, take, take over. Mm, I love that. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing and encouraging us to pray the rosary more. I'm excited to pick up my rosary beads. It has been a long time. I think they have seen a lot of dust in the past couple of weeks. I have not been as consistent as I should. So at the end of every episode, we ask our guests what their hope for the week is. So just something you're looking forward to, something you're hopeful for. If you need some time, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready to go, you're more than welcome. How are you feeling? Well, I mean, I think it's going to be pretty much what a lot of people would hope for it at this point, which is, you know, as more and more people get vaccinated and we hopefully are, you know, maybe on the downhill side of this pandemic, Mm. I would hope for a time when, you know, there's fewer masks and more hugs. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I wish for folks in other countries where they're still struggling more than we are to open up, you know, their businesses and get the vaccine and all of that. I know there are places I've got friends in Italy and in the Philippines. And and I just know that there are places where they're still in the midst of, of the hard times uh, where maybe some of us are feel like we're coming out of it. Hopefully that's not a false sense of security for us. And hopefully the folks where it's, where it's still tougher will um, find it loosening up again soon. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I I think my hope would be the same. I was just talking with two friends about like the crisis that's in India and I'm just so sad. And so I'm just hopeful too that we can just, that we can all take the responsibilities we need to and be safe in the ways that we need to and just, you know, figure out these variants, figure out all of this and we can be over this hump um, as a world at some point. And for everyone that has lost 
someone personally too, that they're just comforted because I really, this year has just been so much. So, but I think everyone across the board is like, we just, honestly, I just miss being hugged. So (laughs) on a, just a completely base human level, I just miss being hugged. I miss high-fiving people. I kind of even miss shaking hands as like awkward as I was at it. So. No, you're right. I mean, just the, the idea of you meet someone new, you shake their hand. It's like, what, you know, we can't even do that. So yeah. yeah, So yeah. So that's awesome. So Jim, where can we find more information about what you're doing and what you're up to? I do have a website. It's jimpapandrea.com, but I can't assume everyone can spell Papandrea right (laughs) off the top of their head. So maybe the easiest place to go is if you go to drjimsbooks.com, that would take folks to my uh, Amazon author page. So it's drjimsbooks.com. You can spell doctor out or spell it DR. No apostrophes or periods though. And drjimsbooks.com will take them right to my Amazon page and then go from there. Awesome. And we'll put all of that in our show notes so people can check it out. So thank you so much again for being with us and really looking forward to people for hearing this episode. Yeah, hope we can do it again soon. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys for listening and thank you to Jim for being our guest. Make sure to check out Jim's book, Praying a Christ-Centered Rosary, Meditation on the Mysteries, on the Ave Maria website. I'm really looking forward to praying the rosary a bit more myself, and I'll be praying for you guys while I pray it. Please say a prayer for me. God bless. Talk to you next week. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.